is the only marsupial native to North America. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force your friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. My name's Ramsey. That, I don't, that fact really threw me today. I was not ready for an animal fun fact. Uh, I have a... Oh, hi, I'm Heather. <laughs> trivia question of the day on my desk, and that was today's. Did you guys see the tweet um, that I think only men didn't know this? Uh, everyone I polled, it seems like all women were aware uh, about what I'm about to say. But Go did on. you know that ponies are not baby horses? Ponies are not baby horses. I learned that very recently from my wife. Are they just miniature horses? No. Well, no. Yes. Different uh, do you know what a foal, fat foal, F-O-A-L is? So no. if you Google F-O-A-L, that is a baby horse. And it looks like a baby ass horse with little uh, <laughs> legs. Baby ass horse. Ponies are not baby horses. Ponies are like their own thing, like a mule. Like they're different. I had no idea. I, I knew my little ponies viral, were their own breed. Yeah, this is a big viral quarantine tweet. No. Uh, and Grace looked at me like she looks at me when she thinks I'm really dumb. But I'm yeah. glad that both of you didn't know this either. So that's No, I didn't know this either. I also, um, Zach, is all, it's also his fault that I saw that tweet um, about the things in New York City, like in Manhattan, that are actually further north than other things because Manhattan is on an People angle. I'm really upset about that. It is oh. a very upsetting tweet. But like, they're not like mad at that person. I okay, didn't see that's this, but that's interesting. It's, can you remember any of them, Zach? Basically, it's yeah, like. Basically, like um, uh, Grand Central is more south than Penn Station. Huh. Yes. Um, it's stuff like that where, like, uh, Technically, Union Square is like more south than Columbus Circle. That might not be an actual one, but it's stuck in that name. Yeah, because where, where um, is, and then Grace yeah. told me, and then what I said to Grace was, "Well, that doesn't count because New York City is true north." Right. Uh, there it is. And that's what basically everyone else said, but some of it was really violent. Wow, people uh, are. <laughs> I'm sorry that people are upset by literal facts. Like people really do, as someone that grew up there, think of like you know whatever where I grew up on 96th Street is like that's north, you know. Oh, that's really no north. north. I haven't been yeah. I haven't been that far north in five years. <laughs> I don't go that far north. You're very um, south. Yes, I'm very south. This is like the New Yorker version of like the Mercator Earth projections, yeah. where like the map we're used to seeing or is super inaccurate. Exactly, it literally is that, but just New York. <laughs> Um, so we have a guest today. We have, you know, in case you don't recognize his voice from his own short-lived podcast, uh, we have Zach Zarillo with us, uh, artist manager, retired blogger. I remember none of the other titles, but <laughs> just he, he's, around. <laughs> he's around. He's um, around. Welcome, Zach, to our podcast. Hi. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to figure this out for a minute, but then I we figured out how to record remotely. Out. When did you do the first episode of this podcast? Uh, Great question. What year was it? Several years ago. This is episode 153. Oh, wow. 2017. August of 2017. I think we started talking about this when I moved, which to Philly from New York, which was in July or June of 2018. So that makes sense. It's only taken two years. (laughs) Literally two years. Okay. To be fair... 
outside of COVID, neither of us uh, tend to be in the homes where we actually live. We are traveling a lot, both of us. Sure. Sure. We could have done it at my wedding. That would have been yeah, we should, have, we should have had Ramsey come down and record this <laughs> at your wedding. That would have been great. Could have got some other guests at your wedding, too. Yeah. You could have <laughs> Kevin on. You yeah. Know, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would have had an extra present, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, my present to Zach's wedding showed That's up like, the only reason very why early. Yeah, yeah, for the extra present. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we've also for two years been talking about what album we were going to do, and I've held out and not done this album on my own because I wanted to do it with my old pal Zach. Um, Zach, do you want to tell Ramsey what album we're doing today? Yes, Ramsey. Today we will be discussing Mansions, a 2011 masterpiece, Dig Up the Dead. And this is what Heather says, uh, Ramsey, from the one podcast I listened to. Sorry, Heather. Have you heard? <laughs> yes. Do you know who Ramsey is, Ramsey? And I know the answer is no. <laughs> do you, Ramsey? Uh, would you like to put money on that, Heather? <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Do you know this band? Uh, no, I do not. I just want to see if you would take my bet. <laughs> you should, I mean, great performance, because I really was convinced for a minute there. No, I have no idea what either of those phrases are on an album cover. That, that doesn't make any sense. Mansions <laughs> are a thing you live in, not a thing you listen to. Sure. Well, very quick um, derail on Mansions. So oh. he, he was making music, like, you know, when uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that works, all their social networks started. So he has the handle everywhere, Mansions. And in, wow. his, bio now, every, in his bio everywhere now is not for sale because he gets hit up incessantly about selling really? for like real estate companies and the funny thing is he i mean we can talk about it but like he uh music is not his like profession anymore even though he's actively making music right. advertisement new album out june 26th um, uh, yeah will have just come out <laughs> uh, but he still gets hit up all the time and i think pretty like pretty sick of him he refuses to sell it even though he probably should <laughs> <laughs> No, you gotta, that's integrity. You gotta hold on to it. Um, I have no idea what that's like. No, I don't either. I'm a huge sellout. (laughs) Um, Cool. So yeah, so I guess we can also speak to that before we start the album, that Mansions is a person, not necessarily a band, though. I mean, you would probably know better than Isaac. Like, there's more than one instrument on these albums. Yeah, Mansions. Start, I fell in love with Chris's music. Chris is... Uh, mansions when probably 2009 mm-hmm. i was i don't even know if i'd started probably zach yet um but i i was probably a, a sophomore in high school and he had released an album called new best friends yeah. on doghouse records um that's a very like it's pretty emo record i did not know that one was on doghouse though that makes yeah sense. it's it's super bizarre and something mm-hmm. else that's bizarre about that that i didn't know for years is my now partner that i co-own a business yeah uh, a, a management company and a record label with avange managed mansions for this record for oh. his first record on doghouse hmm. which is that's insane fun. yeah um, yeah, and so I, I really fell in, that, uh, in love with that record then, and I'm pretty sure he was just like his own person when he made that first record. Um, I remember watching videos of him on MySpace, believe it or not. Wow, uh, I remember that record. And he's from Kentucky, and he would I, I would love to try to find them. Um, but he'd like play acoustic songs from that record, like in a big empty field somewhere in Kentucky, <laughs> uh, and I was totally <laughs> in love with them, and that was. 
uh, and then Dig Up the Dead started to happen, and that took my enjoyment of his music to a completely different uh, place. Yeah, and I so I I did not get into uh, New Best Friends first. I got into Dig Up the Dead first. Um, it was, I think maybe right when I moved to New York city, I'm trying to remember how years work. Maybe, no, it must've come up a couple. It came out 10 years ago. It was 2011. So. Yeah. So no. So that makes sense. I think I moved here in fall of 2010. So yeah. So basically right when I moved here, one of my first New York friends introduced me to this album and I fell just immediately in love with it. And then like, he and I would go see them. So like he and I like have a bond over this album as well, but it, it very much for me is like a, a album that I listen to. And it reminds me of a specific time and place. I think for that reason, it was obviously like moving to an entirely new city is obviously a very large thing in someone's life. And I think that, so it really like cemented this album, like in my life. Cause I listened to it so much then. Um, and it's incredible and I love it so much. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, Zach, you and I were probably at some of the same shows, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I've only seen him in Philly. So I'm looking, I have, because um, I'm a terrible person, have a list of every show I've ever been to. Of course I um, do too. Come on. Right now, <laughs> I've seen Mansion seven times only, which is kind of a crime. Five yeah. of those times are in New York. Um, Santos Party so House? Did not see Santa. My, oh, that was for the Touche, or no, a lot of spew. I don't know. Don't know. I've, I've seen the first time I ever saw Mansions, which we'll probably talk about in this episode, was at Maxwell's. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I saw him at the studio, Webster Hall, with Ace Enders and Intuit Over It. He slept on my uh, Upper West Side family's floor that night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw him at the Ashram in 2011. Yeah. Uh, with Aficionado, who I feel like you probably liked. Um, and then the rest of the times were in Philly. Oh, oh yeah, oh, man. So we never were because I know I saw. Oh, I saw at the Knitting Factory. Oh, with there, there, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that show, and I yeah, remember I did we did it. There, 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 and I, I tweeted just that I saw Mansions, and Evan Weiss tweeted at me, "Wow, cool." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much my relationship with Evan Weiss. All right, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's your relationship with a lot of people, but we don't. No you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ramsey, what were you saying? This might be a oh I was, this might be an incorrect assa- uh, assumption, but based on the fact that he's getting offers on his Twitter account, is it fair to say that his output is kind of sporadic? Well, yeah. Zach, why, yeah. Zach, why don't you go into depth on that? <laughs> Mansions, I think I've never really talked to Chris this in depth. I guess this is probably odd because I I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but I presume you don't you haven't done too many of these with Fair. people that work with the artists in current day. Not <laughs> no, uh maybe a couple, but not a ton. Um Mansions I, I think was like a pretty real band career choice for the first two records, um, New Best Friends and Dig Up the Dead. And then after that material was much more sporadic. Um, yeah. so my record label that I co-own with my friend Thomas, we're about to release Mansions. Thomas has been on the for, podcast. Friend of the pod. What did he do? A Bruce Springsteen record? Uh, uh, he did Gaslight Anthem. Uh, of course, same thing. Um, <laughs> so, Chris, so Mansions, we're about to release his first record in seven years. Um, his last record wow. came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. 
We released an EP love. for him. In, yeah, so good. We released an EP for him in 2016, and this is his first record since 2013. Yeah. So I think Chris moved uh, to Seattle from Kentucky, I think in like, I don't know, 2013, 14, has had like a real capital G grown-up job since then, um, and makes music kind of, I think, when I bug him too, question mark. <laughs> um, Love it. Love, thank you for that. The last, uh, there was a period where every other month I would ask him about new music. And then in February of this year, which is actually pretty recently, I asked him again. I was like, hey, sorry to bother you. And he was like, actually, my record's done. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty sporadic. He hasn't done a tour since 2014. Okay. Uh, I don't, and he's played, I think, single oh, shows, wow. like probably like sure. 10 or less shows since then. Um, and only in Seattle. Uh, Dig Up the Dead turns 10 next year, and I'm going oh, to beg him to do yeah. it because I think he could probably do like two babies all right, you know? Um, can, we, can we do any other venue? <laughs> I hate it there. Uh, you got to do a venue where you can add a plus one. So Ugh, um, fine. Maybe oh, we can do two Mercury lounges. Perfect, thank um, you. I appreciate it, Zach. So, um, <laughs> yeah, pretty sporadic, Ramsey. But his audience, uh, Mansion's audience, is like a really. I have no idea how many of us there are. I think it's a decent amount, but it's very like if you're a Mansion's fan, like you are a Mansion's fan. That's like so of amongst mine and Zach's friends. Obviously, I think probably Thomas is, you know, in this club as well. Like we're in a group of friends who mostly know each other from music is that tell me if you disagree i don't think any of the rest of our friends are mansions fans i think it's just us no i don't yeah none of our close friends definitely not my only the only other mansions fan that i know that's like truly in my personal life is my wife <laughs> great great oh, yeah. and i guess emily who is my ex oh yes yes so, okay uh, okay so there's a couple of us yeah okay <laughs> but two of them are my fault yeah, uh, fair, fair. So, but I know a good amount of inter. I know a lot of internet friends that of I kind of like grew up with when I was doing my blog that are diehard Mansions fans, and like I'll see them pre-order our releases. I'll be like, oh, that makes sense. But thank you. I pre-ordered. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think there it's they definitely have a cult status. I think that's very fair to say. Um, I also think Ramsey that you're gonna like this album. Ooh, I like that news. Um, I like it's hard to not like. I agree. Just in case I don't, um, I'm going to give my review now. More like Mick Mansions. Mm, okay, good. Oh, perfect. Um, you know I'm going... called Mini Mansions, Ramsey? Mini no. Mansions? Uh, they're, they're pretty popular. I don't know. Is that like Mini Kiss? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Ramsey, I'm, I also think you're going to like the album art. Wow, we're off to a strong start. I'm excited to get to join um, this. I'm, also, I'm sending you the album art right now, Ramsey. All right. Also, um, Zach, for your reference, I pulled the album art from your site because it was the first thing that came up. Congratulations. I see you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ramsey, have you received the album art? I have received this album art. I'm looking at it now. I really like this. Uh, it's just a couple colors, pen and ink style, a astronaut looking off into the distance, and then a uh, planet, a um, sort of 2D effect planet, blowing up yeah uh, this is kind of yeah, right up my alley when i got announced i remember i d- i agree it definitely grew on me like i don't think it was an album cover i loved it first but now because i've been staring at it for 10 years i think i do like it hmm. yeah i think so too but i'm still kind of undecided which is funny well the thing about it too <laughs> with doing this show we've seen so many album 
like just album designs that are so dated because they used a specific, a, yeah. a, a very 2000s font or whatever. This is at least fairly timeless, you know, like it's in a 50s style comic book. So it's like, you know, 10 years later, it still feels current as opposed to like a lot of these 2000s. I, yeah, I totally agree. It's not like a graffiti font on a boxcar racer. Right? Yeah. I like when bands don't put words on the front of the albums now. Uh, I would have been annoyed by that at one point, but yeah, I, I like that you can devote more space to art. I don't, yeah, I totally don't mind it either. Um, all right, should we play this album? I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. It's a short one too. Um, Zach, do you have a favorite song on this album? Yeah, I think my favorite song is um, uh, probably Seven Years because mm. uh, there's one of my favorite song lyrics of all time. Okay. I want to hear it when we get to that. Um, but I have a weird relationship with a couple of these songs in a really like good way, which was the first time I ever saw Mansion um, was in 2000 and... 10 um, at Maxwell's Mm -hmm. and Property Zach was like less than a year old then Um, and I went and I bugged him to do like an acoustic session it was a hot it was August 8th so it was (laughs) a hot hot damn on the Hoboken concrete and I pestered him into doing Mm -hmm. an acoustic session with do you remember um, what were those um, what are they called? Zoom recorders? Like those camcorders that kind of got yeah. popular right as I the iPhone those. 4 came out? It was oh. called a Zoom, right? I don't um, remember. They were really They're cool. used a lot in like Indian video production. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were really awesome. They were very affordable and it came with a thumb stick, like thumb drive in it that you just plugged into the computer. And for someone that was in high school that had no money to buy like a whatever a DHLR. Right. Um, I used this and on the, he played me like these three songs. I expected him to play songs off with new best friend. But this was way yep. before the before Dig Up the Dead came out. And uh, he played three new songs from Dig Up the Dead and one Incredible. of them, and they were like it was I think City Don't Care and Call Me When It's Over and Close That Door. But they were yeah. all under different titles. Yeah. Cool too, because uh, he didn't like have it figured out yet. Like, yeah. uh, not my blood was called adrenaline when he played it for me, and I felt I was like, I became obsessed with these songs. Yeah. Uh, I was just stunned. I was just like, this is very like <laughs> real. <laughs> I I think Call Me When It's Over is my favorite on this album. It's an incredible song. It's an incredible. Like incredible. I mean, this one is also probably top three for me. Yeah, dig, I mean, Dig Up the Dead, I, I will probably at some point get a tattoo of this song. <laughs> so good. Um, um, so I don't know. Is this I Dig Up the Dead right now? Yes, yeah. yeah. Title track, okay. first song. Good yeah. move. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just remember the first time hearing the record being like, oh, wow, it's like actually lived up to the eighth eight month whatever like freak out. <laughs> yeah. right because you had been waiting for it for i mean longer than anyone i'm sure at that point since you recorded it yeah. those videos yeah but. i was um i think the album came out in april 2011 and in president's day weekend i took which will sound incredibly random but my father a couple friends of his 
myself and my high school girlfriend Emily went on a snowmobiling trip in upstate New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. And I rem- I had previously like bugged the shit out of Chris for Mansions to send me the album when it was done. Yeah. And he sent it to me, and I remember being in this like hotel lodge, motel, not a hotel, <laughs> a motel lodge, trying to download this album on like 2011 motel Wi-Fi. Um, and then playing it and freaking out mm-hmm. uh, in like pitch black. Uh, I was very, it's one of the most anticipated records probably of my life for me, probably because I was so young and it had like left a weird imprint. Totally. I do love that story though, because I also feel like it shows that most of your career was built on you just really bugging people when you were 17 yeah, years old. Yeah, it's a total thing. I love it. Um, Ramsey. I can point to many interactions in the comedy world that I've done the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ramsey, you still do that. You're still writing letters to old old men to bug them. Chris (laughs) Elliott did my web series several years ago through bugging. I love it. Yeah. You never, it's, it's very underrated bugging people that you're actually passionate about because most people mm-hmm. are too scared to bug people. True. And then sometimes, not all the time, because some people get bugged to the, the world's end, but sometimes you bug enough and it works out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Fair enough. Ramsey, what are your um, initial thoughts? We're now the second song. Uh, I'm enjoying the second one a little bit more than the first. Sure. But I liked I liked the first one too. Um, okay. I there's just a little bit of a um, more on the first one, more of a, a kind of a mountain goatsy twinge to it, but not not full mountain goats either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. Think, and that's a positive. Sh- sure, I I do know you like them. Um, I don't know what they sound like, so I can't actually speak to if that's accurate or not. But um, yeah, I I know that you don't love lo-fi, and there definitely are some songs that, like, I think Dig Up the Dead is probably one of, I don't know, tell me if you disagree, Zach, but one of the more lo-fi songs on, at least lo-fi sounding, on this album. So, like, this when one... When you're remotely, everything is lo-fi. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. No, this, no, one is- this was a song to me, I... I remember almost being like, this song is probably actually pretty indicative of a little bit of where Manson's career goes after this. Um, this record's like really earnest and like off the chest. And then yeah. there's a couple songs where the musical direction is a lot more like um, experimental, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and maybe like Blackest Guy isn't actually that, but Ramsey, if you were to listen to like his next record and then the record we're putting out now, it's very different and even like industrial in places. Um, and I hmm. feel like this song is actually like a little baby, baby, baby hint of how he wanted to leave kind of like emo world. Behind. I had, yeah, I had not actually thought about it. Obviously, I haven't heard the, while we're recording this, I haven't heard the full new album, but I do think that um, this song does sound pretty indicative of Doom Loop to me, for sure. Definitely. I think, I've never really asked Chris, but I, I don't know that he hates like, quote unquote emo, but I think he hates doing the same thing twice. Like some artists do. Um, a lot of artists obviously don't be doing the same thing twice. But I think Chris really like never could make like an album like Dig Up the Dead again, even if he wanted to. I think it yeah. would just kind of go against everything he is. Like three mansions records from now, if we're lucky enough to get them, 
I don't, I can't even fathom what it would sound like. Right, right. Um, so this is going into the third song now, Ramsey, called Not My Blood. Wait, Zach, oh, what did you say this one name. was? Yeah, Zach, what did you say this one was called before? This used to be called Adrenaline because of lyrics. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Uh, and this is one of my favorite. I mean, this is like high school Zach's sad song. Sure. <laughs> hmm. If we're talking about liquids in the body, adrenaline is not your blood. It is that something is else. true. <laughs> that uh, is Zach, true. at what point did you get involved with mansions, like releasing stuff? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think it was definitely after five. I think probably in 2015. Uh, I so Chris recorded an acoustic version of Dig Up the Dead, which, which is, is incredible. Incredible, man! <laughs> really incredible stuff. Uh, I, I listen to that probably more often than I listen to this now. Yeah. Uh, and that had never been pressed on vinyl. Um, and I would just hit him up. I was like, we we had known each other a good amount from uh, from my blog, and I hit him up. I was like, hey, I have this label now. We've done some hopefully pretty good stuff and I would love to put this on vinyl for you uh, and we did and it sold out like right away which was so cool um, and that was in between when Dig Up the Dead came out and uh, I think when Doom Loop came out uh, and then since then I've done a bunch of vinyl stuff for him so I did the acoustic record of Dig Up the Dead uh, we did a new EP for him in 2016 called Deserter uh, we ended up repressing um, New Best Friends for him, too, with like an accompanying 7-inch. I basically put his whole catalog now back on vinyl, actually, I guess. <laughs> so, a, a lot of vinyl, um, and we're releasing a new record for him now. So, I think we've been in business together probably since 2014, actually, if I had to guess. Wow. Um, uh, and it was, I mean, for me, it, um, I have had the bizarre privilege of working with multiple artists that have i would say truly have like changed my life and shaped my life and chris is definitely one of them uh and it is still kind of bizarre to me actually to release this to release this record now for him basically like seven years after he and i started working together is definitely like the culmination it feels like of everything we've done together um and it is truly uh i think the proper uh use of humbling <laughs> yeah that's, I, I mean, that's amazing. This is a bit of a tangent, but uh, running a record label, I've, I've been to your house, so this is why I'm asking this. Zach, what is your record collection like? Because I don't remember any albums in your it's house. Not, it's been banished from the house. <laughs> okay, okay, that's my question. Okay, that's uh, it's, at my, it's at my office. Got it. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um, I don't buy that much vinyl now. I mean, I have a ton of vinyl from high school or college, which I cannot. Right. You ever think about how much money you spent on vinyl? You're like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's pretty good. I now only pre-order or buy records I like I really care about. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, I just, on the same day, I will have the new Owen and new PB Bridges record delivering this month, probably. Nice. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I probably buy a dozen records a year now, but it's good. It's large, probably four or five hundred records. Um, and it helps that my record collection is also stuffed with probably the hundred or two hundred records I've put on vinyl. Right, of course. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think that was 
mainly what prompted it is that like I assume obviously that you have all of the records you put out and so I was like wait either you don't you either have a rule where you don't have any or you have a huge collection that I've never seen so that's why I was asking hmm. yeah now what interests me is um I really like um intricate packaging uh, oh yeah work, working when I worked with brand new a bunch of years ago I got really into just kind of doing way better stuff I, um, I mean, not surprising. I am also obsessed with packaging, so yeah, I love so that. Now I'm almost more interested in like, I would rather almost buy a record that I'll never listen to because I don't even like the music just to be inspired by the packaging yeah. to work mm. to an artist that I work with for myself. I think, I don't, I think the coolest one I have in my collection right now is um, Jason Isbell, Live at the Ryman because the cover is um, die cut for the windows of the Ryman, which are, for anyone that doesn't know, very like iconic and famous. And the sleeve, um, I, you would the sleeve that the record is in, when you pull it out, it has the different colors on that. It's cool. That's very cool, yeah. Cool one. Um, okay. uh, this is slightly a tangent. Jack White has an album that sucks. Um, but has a bunch of cool vinyl tricks in it where there's like a oh, yeah, I know an you etching. Mean, that's a killer one. Yeah. yeah. Wait, there's what did you do though? There's like a, a holographic etching, so when it's spinning, it like it's like this 3D Whoa. angel that pops up. What? Um, yeah, it's oh, really neat. The, the my favorite thing is there's one song that depending where the needle hits, it either gives you the acoustic intro or the electric intro it's just it's printed on either side of the groove that is crazy it's but really like, I mean, I guess those, <laughs> yeah yeah when you when you own your own vinyl plant I yeah think i that's guess what you can do whatever there. the fuck you want um so i this is also I, i'm gonna say too many songs are top three but this one might be a top three one for me too yeah i agree um, uh yeah i agree <laughs> i love it <laughs> It's a top, I mean, it's a top five record for me. Like, I, of my life, for sure. Um, so I have to really it's, sit it's and think. It's definitely top ten. I, I'm not sure if it's top five, but it's very close, if not. You guys could do that as an excursion for, like, a ten, you know, three months. Like, people come on and rank their top ten records. Yeah. Ramsey yeah. would be like, oh, man, I don't know any of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's um, a good idea. It is a good idea. I'm going to write myself a note to listen to this for this idea after the fact because I'll forget it. Um, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also, I feel like, I don't know, this album, I think that the scarcity of other people in my life that loved it kind of made me love it more not because i'm like a person who is like oh i don't listen to popular music not true i love popular music i think this is a very personal record <laughs> i agree i think it's that yeah. that it's like i think you used the word earnest earlier and i think it's like it is that like it's such an earnest album like it's rarely an album i listen to with other people uh it's not something i'm gonna like put on at a party like, um, party <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's definitely more of like an album I listen to on my own. Um, 
I mean, this song in this song is like a fucking punch in the gut. I love it so much, but not a real like upper vibe for like a cool hang. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I have records that I thought were like this that were very like I could only listen to if I was like, super pumped out in high school or college or whatever. Uh, that I can't really not that I can't listen to them, but I don't listen to them often. Yeah. yeah. But this record, I think, uh, thankfully transcended that yeah. for me. And, and uh, I don't even think this album record. is a fully a bummer. This song, I think, is a bit of a bummer. But, um, like, this one is... I was going to say... Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, like, I'm I, I'm reacting kind of just to the, the feel of it, because I can't really dig into the lyrics in this of course. case. But, like, the one that you described as uh, Chris's high school sad song definitely felt sad going into it. Um, but they've been rather up up tempo, so I, I haven't been getting the the bummer aspect as much. Yeah, I think to me the like I mean this one is a like hard on the sleeve breakup song. Um, mm. Like, ugh, ugh, I love it. But the other ones are not as much that. Like even if the lyrics are more sad or very earnest about feelings in general, I don't think it's a a sad vibe so i think it definitely helps it transcend that like laying on the floor emo record <laughs> agreed uh yeah i think it's a smart record at the end of the day which is why i think of the difference of this compared to like i don't know at the same time in my life like i was really into balance of composer separation and, and stuff like that right where I think some of that music aged not as well. Maybe just like when you're doing older albums and you're like, oh, that font is a bad choice. You yeah. know, like, or I that think, whole album was a bad choice. That definitely yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I think Chris um, it, it makes more timeless music. It doesn't feel like it's stuck in one era or genre. New Best Friends is definitely the most of anything like that, you know, but from Dig Up the Dead on, I think what Chris makes is very... Um, yeah, this is not stuck in any time. This does not sound ten years old to me at all. I know it's terrible no. that it's ten years old. <laughs> right, it's insane. Um, yeah, like I feel like Ramsey. I mean, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I could have played this for you and told you it came out two years ago, and you wouldn't think I was lying. Yeah, no, I have no idea. And Chris, Chris produced all this stuff and recorded all that. He's really that's the other thing. He's a very talented. Mm. Um, uh, recording person and producer uh the first record that they did was produced by mike zapone that did all the brand new stuff and a lot of take back sunday stuff and other long island music which is funny uh but all this since i believe has been fully recorded by chris oh that's cool does he play multiple instruments on the album he so mansion now is like a two-piece it's him and his i think wife uh robin Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been that way for a while, and she's great. Um, a guy named John Momberg recorded the drums, I think, on Dig Up the Dead and on June Loop, uh, and toured with him a bit. But since then, it's mostly just been Chris, um, either programming drums or doing sporadical or sparse drums. Like the new record we're doing has almost no drums on it, for example. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the videos of him playing in a field. Uh, what? I, was it Tennessee? Did you say? Kentucky. 
Kentucky. Is that where he's from? Is, or still yeah. is? Yeah, he's from Kentucky, I think. It's kind of funny. If you can find photos of him from all the way back then, he definitely kind of looks like uh, Midwestern, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, uh, farm, grew up on a farm type vibe, which is what I got from those videos. I've never actually talked to him about that. I should. Um, but yeah, it's very, um, very different because I feel like a lot of the music I listen to like either came from Chicago, New York, or yeah. California. Uh, Kentucky is an, a rare one for me. Yeah, so. for sure. It, it kind of reminds me, with my very limited knowledge of all this stuff, of the uh, uh, the kind of Midwesty style that I'm used to hearing, but with like a bit more. I guess a bit less lo-fi than that often is. A bit more care put into the production. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's crazy to say at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't think either. Um, yeah, it, it's a really great sonic. It's, it's a sonically really good record. <laughs> uh, it doesn't go. It doesn't like tip too far in either way. My direction of it. And this is a this wormhole is kind of like black the sky to me. I remember feeling at a time where um, these are kind of the two. They all fit well together, but uh, wormhole I think also kind of takes this record in a different direction than a lot of the other songs. Notice yeah. that, that song. <laughs> Wait, also, this is the only song on this album on Spotify that's marked explicit. Wow. Oh. oh. What the hell? Is that is that accurate or I don't know. I'm clicking into the lyrics. Huh. This is not a very explicit album. I have yeah, no I, idea. I clutched my pearls once. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, put your muffle your ears. <laughs> I, is there also even a that. swear word? I don't know. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> Uh, I, li- <laughs> I lied when I was talking about lyrics before. Uh, oh, okay. Close That Door is, is my favorite lyric. Uh, okay. Which is the next song? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm pulling up the lyrics. I want to know. You should guess. Oh, okay. Let's see. That's a fun game. It also, what something that has made it even more my favorite almost 10 years later or whatever is that on the Deserter EP that we put out in 2016, there's a callback to this lyric. Oh. Uh, which okay. is, I love, I love the callback, it's not very basic. Um, I love stuff <laughs> like that. And I was like, oh my God, when I when he sent us the music for the EP, I was like, holy shit. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely glad to be putting this out. Yeah, right, <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, I have the lyrics up. There's a lot of good lines in this song. Zach, I have a quick tangent question if you don't mind uh, <laughs> you, you don't have to name names on this but have you ever had to like reject an album so uh, no uh, I have <laughs> interjected and caught like lyrics before um, okay I managed the band briefly that could have been a very big band and they were a mental nightmare uh, and there was a very <laughs> questionable lyric in it that I, I was like, look, you just can't do that. Uh, and they, and the singer, um, <laughs> like called me the antichrist for censoring his art. 
Uh, oh, wow. That <laughs> he was ill. <laughs> For sure. Uh, that one was not fun. No, not really. I try to stay... I really try to stay away from that stuff. I, I am not an artist myself. I think it would be different if I was, like, if I grew up in band and stuff and was, like, had some amount of respect from mm-hmm. the artists I work with in terms of being an artist. I don't. Uh, I think you're also very selective, though. It's not yeah. like your Atlantic Records, you know? Like, I think you're very selective about the artists that you work with. Sure. Um, I, it, it happens, though, for sure, uh, to answer your question, Ramsey. I, I think I, I, I might be lucky in that it hasn't happened to me. Um, but, you know, I, I do give comments on whether, like, I like how this version of the song is or that version of the song, but I don't... Right. I, I think that, that really that's the only time there's one specific artist where I really got in the middle of something, and I was definitely right. <laughs> uh, but it was it was something I it was something I was not happy to do because I didn't really consider it my place at the same time. Right. My I, my brain I'm just started to... going down the path of oh what yeah. If, uh, what if Chris had handed in something awful? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll see on the next album. Uh, <laughs> Okay. My favorite, my favorite lyric, Heather, is... Yeah, uh, I can't, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I yeah, just tell me. <laughs> it's, you'll always be the one I'm always waiting for. Okay, of, of that's what I was going to guess. Yes, it's like a top, top all-time lyric for me. As someone, I'm, I'm a lyric person, and that is a top Same. one. Same. Um, yeah, I missed that's... the last half of it. Would you mind saying it again? Sure, I'm going to sound really like a sad boy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's in like the bridge of the song, basically, yeah. uh, right before the end. It's you'll always be the one I'm always waiting for from coast to coast. I'm sleeping on your wood floor. And I think to me, as I started slowly to transition into dating race from literally coast to coast, um, yeah. it was it was an important one for me. That makes complete sense. Um, damn, that's... Can I get like, one more read of it just like sadder? <laughs> Sadder, more emotional. Yeah, let me get on my sad, my sad. Wild ones, do it, do what you want with it. (laughs) And then on uh, on a song called One of Three, which is the last song on the EP we released called um, called Deserter, he does like a callback to it uh, as well, which I loved. So um, just like fully repeated that lyric in the bridge. That's so good. I like that. I just like when songs reference other songs in general. So, yeah, I'm a sucker for that for sure. It We're is nearly interesting. Yeah, it <laughs> is interesting to me right now playing this album though and like so actively thinking and talking about it because now I'm like, oh, I do really love Close the Door because I feel like for me, this is an album I put on front to back. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. rare I put on an individual song, but now it's like making me want to go listen to Close That Door. Like, 15 more times on repeat. Yeah, the acoustic version of that one hurts. Um, the acoustic record definitely mm. packs up a different punch. Is Much the acoustic one online? No. Um, I think I have it. Money, I, think. I think I have um, it somewhere. <laughs> it's awesome, the acoustic one. Um, Ramsey, can I ask a, tan- a tangent of a question? Oh, I can't wait. Yes. It's, it's a pilot. It's a backdoor pilot for your next podcast. What are your oh, three cool. favorite records? Uh, my three favorite records. Um, Don't have to be in order, even. Okay. I would say... 
mostly for nostalgic records, probably or nostalgic reasons. Probably they might be Giants Flood. Uh, probably uh, Village Green by the Kinks. And uh, my my version of Mansions, like my tiny band that nobody knows about. Oh, that I didn't mean to say that, Chris. Uh, Damn. Soft Lights. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a band called Soft Lights. Their album is probably my favorite of all time. I love it. Wow, definitely not heard of that. Uh, interesting. Uh, they were on Modular. And then, uh, actually, the reason I asked you that question earlier, their second album was rejected and just thrown up on Spotify, and then they broke up. <laughs> wow. Love to see it. Oh, you kind of no, mean you don't. rejected. You mean like rejected, even in the sense of like the label just doesn't want to release it. Not it's like bad. Uh, not it's like it's inappropriate. Right. God, I have. Well, like, I was okay with <laughs> your answer completely. <laughs> God, I have. I, I have decided not to work with artists before for a record label and management because I didn't like the new music that was coming in and because I didn't think that I could do a good job by it or because I didn't think it was a good investment of our limited funds, which is a really tough decision to make, <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, and the bands feel that way too. Uh, that is a less <laughs> fun decision for sure. I'm sure. Uh, your your answer was far more interesting because I'm sure tons of people uh, send you stuff and like, hey, put this out on vinyl for me, please. That you have to then say no to. That's funny. Zach will say, I'll do it. I'll tell you how to do yeah. it if you give me money. <laughs> that's my that's part of my business. Yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah, you're like happily if you pay for it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I love this one too. What's this one called? Uh, you Got Cool. Which is a great Second title. Last song. I cannot relate. <laughs> yeah, this one's real. This one's probably like... This is probably like top three. Herder of the album. Really sticks. So good. Making sure you say your prayers. There's also very, I mean, it's been so long now since I've seen them live, but when I saw them live acoustically, it was just like so raw too. It was such a good, yeah, such a good show. Uh, I feel like they'll have to play a couple shows with this album. It would just be stupid not to. It's fine. If not, we'll just go to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I had him open a Cape Town show. I begged him. Uh, yeah. Ramsey, I mean, an artist called Cape Town, which is... Uh, he has a very young audience. I would guess his average age member is like a 17 year old girl. Uh, mm. So, a very different audience. Chris is probably Heather's age, which I think is very old. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just like, look, just play the show for me. I, I don't know, just please do the show. And I couldn't fly out for some other reasons, but I was so sad. And I was like, man, this could be the this could be one of the last magic shows ever. And it's from one of my artists and I can't even make it out there. But I would obviously go anywhere for a big up the show. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Remember going to shows and flying places? <laughs> that that, that I, depressed me. <laughs> I saw a band announce a tour today for January and I was like, that's too soon. <laughs> January. Uh... 
I know. I'm still waiting for, I mean, we're recording this in June. I'm still waiting for a bunch of shows that I have tickets to in July to reschedule. So can't wait. Can't wait. I really 20, like the uh, his double vocal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, though. We were talking over each other at the joys of remote recording. Um, you're talking about, you like the layered vocals that he does? Yeah, it's it's not the... Uh, I think that's where like the lo-fi element comes in, where it's not like a perfect match the whole way through, and I like that effect. I believe that. That makes sense to me. Um, this is the last song. Your voice, Y-E-R. Early, early user of uh, the hip, Y-E-R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now known as just Y-R. You know? Yeah, now we're even, yeah, it's yeah. even more shortened. I mean, you would know better than I with managing fans in the teen demographic. <laughs> the real joy. Um, great, great sad song. I would take many <laughs> walks across Central Park uh, <laughs> at, at, at night uh, after leaving my then girlfriend's house on the east side to walk back to the west side. Uh, and I would either listen to this album, an on with your sleep album, a Thursday album, or a bounce culture album. It was four albums. They were all very sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is maybe the stupidest question one can ask about the song. Do you pronounce Y-E-R different than your? I think you might say your, right? Your, 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 your. Yeah, you know, in my mind, it's like how a 1930s Brooklyn gangster would say your. Yeah, I think the yeah, uh, yeah. the pronunciation is closer to yeet than your. Oh my god! <laughs> Hi, <Beautiful>. you're welcome. <laughs> that was tough. You're welcome. Yeah. Yikes. Heather's just she's still reeling from being called old earlier and is trying oh, to relate no, to Zach the calls me old, like not, not with me I'm pretty abusive yeah Zach oh, calls see. me old like once a conversation because he's 18 so <laughs> I mean he said he started his blog in like 2010 when he was like 12 years I was old seven, so. I was 17 when this album came out wow it came out uh, right before when this album came out I worked at Gawker <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah, I was I was teaching eleventh graders at this point. Wow. <laughs> in, in what state? Uh, Brooklyn, baby. Not a state. Oh. Nice. Right. Narrows it down though. That does. Yeah. This feels like a big finish song. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good closer. Yeah. Definitely, um, I, this is probably also a very dumb to say, but I can't imagine any other song as the closer because this does feel like oh, the most yeah. anthemic, like to end on. I, I think the only other one could be would be close that door if you had to pick. Maybe, yeah. But I it totally good agree. thematically. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Thank you, thank you, Heather. Sorry, <laughs> you're a storyteller. <laughs> I 
love it. Who else am I friends with that has done this podcast, Heather? Um, Adrian, Jess. What did she do? Can I guess what Adrian did? Uh, say that again. Did, did Adrian do a Hold Steady record? No, she did a Menzingers album, and I don't remember what else. What a basic and a Fallout Boy album. Oh wow! <laughs> and Jeff- Ramsey, the next time I'm on, we're doing a Blink One Eight Two yeah. album. Are you excited? He loves Heather, them. Heather, do not allow <laughs> Zach back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by that and forgot to stop the album. To the most um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> we have done Enema of the State. We have done Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and we have done a mini episode of Blame It on My Youth. Mm. Just had to show no, them a hybrid no. of Alkaline Trio and Blink One Eighty Two. No Dude Ranch. No, no Dude Ranch. Wow, interesting. Okay, that I mean, this is that I, would really bum Ramsey out. Dude Ranch. He's not gonna like it. Yep, <laughs> I do know that. He's not going to like it. I got to tell you. I think, um, yeah. I some single that I know is on that album that I do not want to hear. I don't remember what it is, but I just know oh, Dude there's Ranch a song called, There's a song called Dick Lips, so that's probably it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of explicit <laughs> tags. Yeah. So, yeah, because um, Enema the State I did on my own with no guests, and then Guns did Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. It. So, yes. Um, well, it'll be much more upbeat than Dig Up the Dead by Mansion. Yeah. Actually, Zach, I just scrolled through. You know half of the people that have been on this podcast. So yeah. <laughs> you literally know half of them. Um, Ramsey, what are yes. your thoughts on this album? Guess what? You were right. I liked it. Yes. Um, I, yeah. I uh, am just now having to kind of deal with this, but I'm realizing that as soon as I hear it's like a one man show and as long as it's not just like somebody with a guitar and a mic, uh, Mm -hmm. which I do enjoy from time to time, but as if that's all the album is, I'm kind of bored. Uh, I like somebody who does it all. I think that's very impressive. That's why I've been listening to a lot of Prince lately. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really enjoyed the, the tone of this. It wasn't, like I could feel the sadness in there, um, but it wasn't oppressive either. Like some of the awful music you played me. <laughs> yeah, fair. That tracks. Uh, yeah, I'm. Do you ever? Do you ever end up like listening to these albums more? Like, it, what what is stuck with you? Have any of them stuck with you? It's it's rare that that does happen. Um, <laughs> it has happened. Uh, I know I have listened to. Uh, Gaslight Anthem a little bit more. There was another one too that I'm blanking on that I did listen to a couple other. Um, I did explore Eels a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, that th- doesn't really answer your question, but I did explore Willie Nelson a bit more and enjoyed oh, that. Yeah. We did have a Willie Nelson episode. Um, but I'm that- scrolling through your uh, podcast like episodes and I cannot believe someone chose the hippos. It's an unbelievable pull. Um, so uh-huh. that was my friend Logan, who is in Big D in the kids table, if that gives you more context. Uh, can I give you, did, did he tell you the ultimate fun fact about a member of the Hippos? Or no? I don't remember. Uh, a member of the Hippos is Billy Eilish's manager. No, he did not Whoa. tell us that. No, that is a fun that. fact. <laughs> that is a good fun fact. Yeah, it's a really good fun fact. Ramsey, you did like that album. 
That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Ramsey liked that album way more than I do because I don't really like ska very much. Yeah. I, uh, I, I did enjoy that. It wasn't super ska. It was like a, a, a little bit of ska. In there. I liked it. I liked that one more than I expected, but I did not love that one. <clears throat> um, cool. I'm well, I mean, by the industrial bent that he goes into, uh, I don't know if that would be less up my alley or more, but I'm going to find out. I think, yeah, I think it might be because yeah. it's, it's, it's not like nine inch nails level industrial. Like we're not, not talking that. Okay, no. but, for like, but like for an emo kid, it's yes. industrial. That's what I would Got say. It. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you could check out Doom Loop or Deserter. Doom Loop has a couple songs that pull from Dig Up the Dead, like sonically. Yeah. Um, they're really good, like bridge songs. But the rest of it is definitely like kind of where I think Mansion's music will sit, sit and by- for the whole career. <laughs> By the time this album or this episode is out, people will be able to check out the new Mansions album. Yes, it's well. called Big Bad. Great. Um, it is a weird record that we had a bio done for it that Chris sat for an interview for, mm-hmm. and then he said he decided, ah, I got to write a whole new bio. But the bio just it was like this this story, which is like you're entering the world of Big Bad. Great. You're robbing. You're robbing a pharmacy. You're driving away. Like, it's a very, like, kind of trippy okay. concept of a record. Uh, but it's great, and it's uh, I'm very happy that I can be a part of it. Amazing. Um, okay, well, thanks for doing this, Zach. Finally, two years Thank later, you. we did it. Yeah, I can't wait for the Blink-182 record next. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Zach. Where can people find you online if they can? I can't remember your deal. You, I don't want you to look at me online. Perfect. Don't bother. Thank don't you. Don't bother. Thank you. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Um, perfect. Then how about you, Ramsey? You can find me on Twitter at Ramsey ESS and then everything else from there. Heather, what of you? Uh, at Heather oh. Shay. I just, I'm online. I don't really tweet, but it's there. <laughs> Why is Shay your handle? Yeah. It's my middle name. Oh, really? Yes. That's an interesting <laughs> middle name. It's my niece's first name, even. Yeah, that's my name. Really? Yeah, it is. Wow. It's my mom's best friend's middle name. So now, now I know. Yeah, it's oh, I also. Don't think I knew that part. It's yeah. It's also a very Irish name, and I'm pretty Irish, so you I know. No idea you were Irish. <laughs> have you seen how pale I am? Um, yeah, I just thought you were one of those. Yeah, just a ghost. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I just, I'll, if I go in the sun long enough, I just turn into one giant freckle. Um, <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks so much, Zach. My pleasure. Thank do you. I hit the stop button? No. No, we no. do. We just end okay. it. All right. Yeah, bye. Like this. Bye. 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 bye.